Connecting life and faith. This is Connections. Welcome to Connections. I'm Colleen Head with Mike Tom. Today's guest is a songwriter, a storyteller, and so much more. Over the course of a 30-year solo career, Steve Bell has been sharing a message of love, hope, and faith through songs, stories, and writings. Recently, he was nominated for his fifth Juno Award nomination for his latest album, Wouldn't You Love to Know? Today on Connections, we're going to talk a little bit about that Juno Award nomination. We're going to talk about what the past year has been like for him, and we're going to talk a little bit about his latest album, Wouldn't You Love to Know? We'll hear that and so much more today on Connections. Today's guest has put out a total of 20 albums, which have sold well over 400,000 copies independently. He's also had four concert videos, five songbooks, and more than 2,000 shows. Today, we're joined by Steve Bell. Uh, So maybe, Steve, first of all, we should start with congratulations on uh, the Mm -hmm. recent Juno nomination for you. Does it ever get old? You know, it doesn't. I mean, it, it, it's not the same. I mean, there's nothing like the first time you get something like that, you know, because you just you're overwhelmed by it. But you know what? It's just always nice to hear, you know, that your peers think you're doing doing good. You know, like there's um, there's it's, it's lovely. I mean, I don't put a lot of weight into it. I mean, the, the record isn't better today than it was two days ago before the nomination. Right. So it's um, but it, it is your peers saying, you know what, we 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 noticed you're doing good work and we're just saying so. So that's the nice, lovely feeling. Now, one of the cool things I liked about uh, the Juno nomination was for your new album. Wouldn't you love to know what I like mm-hmm. about this project that got you nominated for a Juno is an old Juno made it possible. Can you explain to people that haven't <laughs> yeah. heard this story yet? <laughs> You know, and someone else pointed this out to me. I, the, the, the poetics of it just had been lost on me. But when we were getting ready to do this new record, it was after lockdown. Um, we were needing to raise money. And so we did a Kickstarter campaign, which is how you do it now. Nobody will give you money for your record after it comes out, but they will give it to you beforehand, <laughs> so which weird. is weird. Yeah, I know. It's, 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 so it's the weirdest thing. The people that support it won't buy it, right? But it's, 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 that's just the reality. But they were happy to support it in, in advance. But having said that, um, my father, who passed away a year and a half ago, um, when I got a Juno years ago, he was really proud. And so I I got him an extra Juno. You can do this. When you win a Juno, you can order as many as you want and give them to, you know, key donors or, you know, that, you know, record companies, that kind of thing. So I got my dad one. And he passed away a couple years ago. So I've got this one kicking around. (laughs) I don't need it. And uh, so we auctioned it off um, to raise money for the album. And so the, the poetics is it's an album that, that has a song that, that called In Memoriam for my father who died. Mm. Um, but his Juno actually helped to raise money for the album, which he's on, and that I uh, ended up recording that just got a Juno nomination. So I just love for that. me, yeah, that's beautiful, right? That's, that's so nice. What was it like to write and create in the middle of lockdowns and pandemics and you know, the year well, this... that was... <laughs> Well, the, you know, the, this there's no song on this album that was written after the lockdown. There was, ah. I was, I was, I was all ready to record the album anyway. Okay, um, so this was just the next album. It it's just that it took on a whole different vibe, you know, and, and and the songs all took on new meaning. Like there's several songs in the album that you'd swear were written in direct response to COVID lockdown. Um, it's, so it's weird. Like they, it's almost like the the songs knew something. Um, yeah. But but um, what. I mean, if if I can, if, if nobody minds, you know, I'm not discounting people's suffering that, hap- that has mm-hmm. happened because of the lockdown. But for me, 
creatively, it was a wonderful thing because I was stuck here and I could get into the studio and stay there, stay into that, in that sort of that, that, that creative ambient space without having to constantly pack up and go to a you know, concert in Toronto or Calgary or something. I just, I, it's the first time in my life I could get into the studio and record and just stay in that zone until the project was done. So it was really intense and it was really fun. Like I just, I, nice. I've never had, I've never had that luxury. Um, and so there's, there's a kind of, um, there's a sort of a spiritual or, 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 or um, an emotional, um, muscular mus- some, something muscly about this album. I don't know how else to describe it. Yeah. Um, that is, that, that is not another albums from, from my perspective anyway. I remember when the lockdown started last spring and I, it was during Lent, right? And I was like, oh, this is yep. so perfect. There's so much yeah. spiritual significance here. This is oh, great. Now it's a year later. I'm kind of over it. but <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. You've got our lesson, Lord. Thanks. Yeah. Got it. Got it. <laughs> yeah. Well, there is. But there is something. And I think a lot of people are talking about this. And again, uh, not discounting suffering because people have lost, you know, there's, there's a lot of loss here. Yeah. But um, – but there is something about sort of the desert, right? There and and yeah. uh, Christian tradition, um, spiritual tradition, um, has honored the desert experience um, throughout its entire history. Um, and we have gotten to be a society that that can sort of afford never to go there. Um, and yeah. it's, it's sort of forced all of us to that place um, where all of a sudden we need a deeper resource for happiness, for hope, uh, for fulfillment, for energy. Um, and you sort of realize that those things aren't really sustained from the center of of activity, that those things are sustained from the desert. And so hopefully some of us at least will, will come out of out of this with a, a deeper um, experience of, of faith that 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 makes us ready for maybe even harder times. Who knows? Yeah, and we're seeing that actually. A survey just came out the other week from the United Kingdom. Uh, Christians, a huge increase in the amount of time there that they're spending with scripture, uh, specifically young adults, 18 to 29. I think they led yeah. the pack with like 40%. And then just uh, the other day in the United States, a survey came out of Christians, 91% say, yeah, we're going back to church when it's safe as much as before. And 25% of them, again, led by young adults, are saying, I'm going back more than before because they were only going once a month or something, right? And Right. Yeah, right. so people are taking their spirituality a lot more seriously and, and leaning into God for things that maybe they yeah, depended and, on and, themselves. And then, and, then, and then leading into some of the things that are a bit more invisible. Okay, so let's, let's take the example of the gathering. Like, like, like yes. you, know, you know, and one of, the, one of the pushbacks against the government is that you can't, you can't stop us from gathering. And my point is 100% you can't stop us from gathering. And so we can gather whether we do it physically or not. And yeah. I, I, have, I have sat in prayer and thought, I can't be with my friend Larry physically in a room and worship. So I'm going to go into Christ where Larry also is. And I meet Larry in Christ. I love that. And there's a, there's, there's a way that I started to, and, and again, you know, we think the imagination is, is to make up fairy tales or the imagination is to, um, you know, to, you know, what it sort of sounds like is to think about things that don't, that aren't true. And I think that the spiritual gift of, of imagination is actually to be able to perceive the things that are, are true that you can't see. And yeah. I am, I am closer to you right now in Christ than I can ever be to you in, in physical proximity. Right. 
I love that. And so, yeah, I'm closer to you than I am to my own breath, right? So there's that. And this is true. Um, you know who else I'm closer to than that? My dead dad, my, um, the saints, mm-hmm. um, the angels. That there's, this is an opportunity to say, okay, we have been stripped of certain sensual indicators, uh, physical indicators. The gift is, is that we can now possibly perceive the deeper truth that those physical indicators are only pointing towards. I love that. As, as you're saying that, like I'm thinking like, I'm just seeing the scriptures actually come alive, thinking of Paul in prison, but every letter that he writes, think of how close he was to those churches that he was writing to, despite being separated, he, right? Yeah, I know. And, and you know, is it John and Patmos, you know, surrounded by a cloud of witnesses? Like, you yeah. know, there's, there, there's a sense that in Christ, you give up the right to be alone for eternity. Yeah, what a great point. <laughs> yeah. You know, now that's bad news for introverts, right? Who... <laughs> I was just going to say, I'm a big introvert. <laughs> but, for us, but... <laughs> but, but for extroverts, that's really good news. Um, but, but, but even that togetherness is not the togetherness, the kind of togetherness that robs you of who you are. It's, it, 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 hmm. it, it augments who you are without obliterating you, right? That's the whole, that's the message of the Trinity, that the, the, the Father is totally investing of himself into the son. The son is totally investing himself into the father and neither lose themselves in the deal. Yeah. Right. Oh. Um, and, and, so, and, and we've been made in the image of God. And so it, it, to me, I mean, I know people are complaining and they think government conspiracy and all that kind of stuff. We've never had a greater opportunity to dig into the deeper mysteries of the Christian faith than we have right now. And yeah, and never us, a greater opportunity us. to witness to the world around yeah. us of the love yeah. of Christ, right? And Better shame on us if we, just, if, we, if we just, you know, don't, don't take advantage of the opportunity. Yeah, I fully yeah. agree. I've been thinking about that a lot for myself as an individual and the wider church. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things, you mentioned something really interesting earlier, and you're not the first songwriter or author that I've talked to over the last 12 months. You said... You'd written the songs before the pandemic, but then it's as if they were basically written for this time. They took on new meaning, you said. And I've heard that from a lot of songwriters or authors. They worked on something, and quite a few of them had set it aside, actually, and then pulled it out in 2020. It was just like, whoa, like these words are for right now. What's up with that? Well, I, well, I think about that. Does that mean we're prophetic? I maybe I don't know. Like, who knows what these words really mean? But I, but I've hmm. often written songs um, that I realized when I wrote them, I was re- writing them for my future self, hmm. um, and I realized that later. So I've got songs of mine that I consider to be my mentors. I, I learn from them now stuff that I didn't know when I wrote them. It's the weirdest thing. That's cool. Um, but, but the other thing about art, okay, there's, there's two different kinds of, you know, art as, as propaganda where I'm going to say, okay, what I want to do, uh, Mike, with this next song is that I want to convince you of this, say, doctrine. Ah, and yeah. so I, I, I put it in a crafty little song lyric and it, it's, it's entertaining and it catches you off guard and, and in the end you kind of go, yeah, Steve's right and I win the day. <laughs> um, and so, and a lot of Christian music, unfortunately, is written that way. And it's yes. not art. It's, it's propaganda. It serves a purpose, but it's not art. And art is a little different. Oh, an art, art is an open source document. Um, and it takes on the aroma of the room or the time or the season. You know, so I think of it, if I take, um, if I take my shirt out of the dryer that I've just washed and dried, it has that ozone lovely smell, right? Yeah. Then I, then I put it on and I go sit around the campfire and it takes on the campfire smell. Mm. It still functions the same. It's still a shirt, 
but it's not the same shirt I took out of the, the dryer. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I love looking you know, at it that and, way. And so, yeah. So, and so songs, a, 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 a well-crafted song that has um, some openness to it sort of takes on the aroma of the day, you know, and it becomes, it, so it can say something to us today that it couldn't say to us yesterday because the world changed last night when that event happened. Mm-hmm. Right. But the song was written or the piece of artwork was created in such a way. And it's a mystery to the artist, too. You can't do this deliberately. It's 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 the gift. But where it where, where again, it's open and then it can sort of take on and then it become meaningful in a new way. And when you think about that, the Bible works that way. The bar, the Bible. Yeah, I was just thinking of scripture. Yeah. Scriptures are first and foremost, really, really good art. Like they, they, they function that way. And you know this because when you were a kid and you read, you know, this verse, it meant so much to you. And now as an adult, it doesn't mean any of that to you. It means entirely something else. Um, and because it's art, it has that capacity, you know. And then if it's spirit-breathed art, well, then, you know, greater the capacity, right? Yeah. And for me too, as like a preacher, I was thinking, you know, like scripture, the original context is so important. What did it mean to those people? But it doesn't mean that God's word can't mean something for us now in this time and place. Right. So. Right. And both are really important. Yeah. It's not that, that, you know, and I, and I love historical work with texts, you know, if you understand the political environment, you know, in 60 AD and then you read the gospel of Mark, you kind of go, Oh my goodness, that's, that's different than I thought it was. You know, yeah. that's a very, that, that, that book is, is literally vibrating with politics. But if you don't do the historical work, you wouldn't know that. Now that does not mean that, it, but it doesn't affect me deeply in my own spiritual unique place right now as well. It does both. Uh, to the crowd funding now, uh, what did you think <laughs> in the middle of a pandemic asking people for money uh what were your expectations and were you surprised at how well it went well you know what i wasn't gonna do it like i when we i, I kind of thought we'd have to cancel the whole crowdfunding project i thought it's not right to even ask for money right now yeah and so i i was gonna cancel the 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 the, the whole thing and just kind of try to suffer and keep you know try to stay ahead of the bank in other ways and maybe delay the project and a friend of mine said no you, you let people know and you let them decide. <laughs> um, why are you deciding for them? And if people don't have the money, they, they won't support. And you can word it that way that people should feel free not to. Yeah. And so we put, we, put it up the, we put it up anyway, and I was kind of apologetic, and I felt bad <laughs> a little bit about it and stuff. But money flowed very fast. Um, and you sort of realize that this is really the time that people need this kind of work done. And it wasn't only just me, every artist I know that put up crowdfunding sort of things and stuff, they got those things met very fast. It's really interesting. I know um, like it has been a difficult year for people and there has been job loss, but for us as a radio company across Western Canada, like we do radiothons to raise money for our our nonprofit uh, partners. And we set records all across Western Canada. Not we, our listeners, with their generosity, right? And I was yep. just blowing yep. away. And it's happening. It's happening right across with charities. I know. I, I did. A, I, I've done a several online, you know, charity, you know, fundraising balls, you know, and they're and they're awful, right? Because you know, the technology doesn't work, and everybody's yeah. awkward in front of the cameras <laughs> and stuff. And you think, oh Lord, you know, this is gonna. If we raised twenty thousand dollars last year, we're gonna make you know three this year. 
Yeah. And uh, what everybody is finding is that they're raising two, three, four, five times as much as, as they did the year before, not less. And so that's another gift of this. People are starting to realize, you know, what they, where their values are. Um, you know, people are saying, well, I'm not out eating in restaurants every week, or I didn't take that Italy trip, and I want, I want my life to matter. And so one of the ways I can do that right now is, besides being neighborly, <laughs> Um, besides prayer, is that I can invest in things that, that, that can still go ahead. And so pretty much everybody I know that requires funds, charity funds, has done better than expected, not worse. Good. That makes me happy yeah. to hear. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's lovely, isn't it? Yeah. yeah it's just been amazing to watch. Yeah. Uh, yeah. On the album, wouldn't you love to know, is there like a song uh, for you that sticks out the most and has the most meaning to you? or? Well, you know, that's hard to kind of know. I mean, I, I love the title song for, I could, you know, uh, uh, for lots of reasons. Um, uh, I, but there's a song I wrote in there for my father. And so that's so mm. personal, my father's yeah. death. And, and there's songs that there about the environment and our response to that. There's, you know, there's some, a little bit of, you know, political commentary. If anybody's looking for it, <laughs> I kind of, I, it's not, it's not hidden, but it's, I didn't, it's not, you know, I'm, but you know what? I keep on telling people, that it's it really to me isn't a collection of songs. It's a it's a chapter book, and each one oh. um, affects the affects the other. And one of the things that I'm lamenting these days is that people don't really consider an album a complete work of art anymore. Right. And so they listen to it, and they're really listening for what songs they're they're going to include in their playlist. Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, I mean, that's that's great. But I really wish and hope people still will just take a, you know take an hour and sit down and listen to it as a whole. So I think about like, say the words in a sentence, you know. So I can, you know, say say the word the, the words "I love you." All of those words have independent meanings, but they mean something different when you put them together in that yeah. order. And when a songwriter puts an album out and you've got these songs, you put them in order for a reason. There's an arc. There's um. And it may not be a clear message. It could be a mood or an ambient thing. But to me, the album, I, I intended it as, a, as, a, as an experience as a whole. And it makes me sad that, that, um, that most people aren't, aren't, won't give it that kind of time anymore. Yeah, nobody sits down with the record no. or the cassette and the, the liner yeah. sheets, right? And... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and, and turns off the other inputs, you know, and just like zeros in and dials in. And, and, and I, I'm just, I'm kind of getting to be a grumpy old man about it. I just realize <laughs> that's, that we've lost that battle. But we know? have, but, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. Um, you go to the one song sad. you want and that's yeah. it. Yeah, um, it makes me sad. Yeah, I've I uh, read uh, this week that cassette tapes are making a comeback. Maybe try that. And... <laughs> I heard that. <laughs> Do you know what? Okay, so I don't know if we have time for this, but I, I remember when uh, CDs came out, and um, and you know my my storage room was full of cassettes, and and we were you know should we invest in this CD thing? Yeah. Um, you know, does anybody want more technology? And we're thinking no, no, but eventually we had to. And then within two years, you know, we weren't selling any cassettes. Right. And, and then, so I had a storage room of thousands of Steve Bell cassettes that I couldn't give away um, anywhere. <laughs> and so, in, in, so, I, so this, sounds, this sounds really, really bad. But I know people in sort of third world countries doing ministries. I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe their technology is further behind. You know, maybe they would want them. And so I, I, I contacted several ministries and said, if I just send you cassettes. Yeah. Do you want them? And they went, no, nah, we're not using them. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> nope. 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 <laughs> Thanks for your, you know, for thinking of us, but said, no, no, we're not. Uh, doing it. 
we're past that. Uh, Steve, last question. Uh, do you feel this last year up until now, like, will it change um, music once we oh, yeah. come out of the pandemic? Will it change how you do music, create music well, it, or do concerts? It, it won't change how I make music, but it, it, it certainly changed how I put it out there. Um, I don't think I'll ever return to the, the concert schedule that I had before. Um, the, 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 one of the good things, again, about COVID is that all of us have been forced to learn technologies and ways of communicating that we never would have stopped to learn if we didn't have to. Like, I do not love emoting to a camera. That's, that's, that's not why I get up in the morning. But... <laughs> Um, but I'm, start, I'm getting better at it. Um, you know, we're learning how to, you know, get lighting to work for us and get yeah. cameras to work for us and, and, and creating. So I'm starting to realize now that in the same way that an album is its own art form, there's an, another way of thinking of video production as an art form. And I've started to put together video online concerts that we've really thought about lighting and looks and, and try to create something that didn't exist before. And I'm, I'm getting some joy out of that. Like we're getting... We're getting better at it. Nice. We might, new... actually, we, might, we might actually get good at it. And then, <laughs> and then, and, and then if that's true, um, then that means I'll spend a lot more time doing that even after COVID. I've, was um, it your, did you do a birthday series? What was it? I saw one of them anyways. Well, it, was did, good, well, I, it was good, Steve. It was good. I did a concert for my 60th birthday. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Yeah. But it is, but it is a new medium, like in a sense right. that artists, you know, you, some, you know, they, they, they can paint canvas, they can, you know, they can sculpt, they can do watercolors or oil. They, they have these different mediums and they can do different things with different mediums. And what we've all been given is a new medium in yeah. which we can create art in a public way. And, and I think there's going to be some goodness that came out of that. Yeah. I love it how even like small churches are live streaming. And if they get 20 people on a Sunday before, now 200 are seeing their sermons, yep. right? And I love yep. it. <laughs> yep. 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 Tell us the uh, best way to get the new project. Wouldn't you love to know? Well, it's on all the digital um, formats, you know, so like Spotify or Apple. It's all on all those kind of things. But better yet, if you wanted to buy it, you yes. can go to uh, stevebell.com. Nice. Oh, it's, and it's the Steve. First, it's the first thing you'll see. Perfect. Yeah. So stevebell.com. You also have a podcast, don't you? Is that at your website as well? Yeah. I mean, we're just starting that. That'll be a thing by this fall. I've been threatening oh, okay. to do a pod podcast forever. And then... I finally had a really wonderful conversation with a friend. I thought, you know, rather than try to do a big launch, just put it up. And so yeah. I did, and I got a huge response. And so I'm thinking, you know, we don't have to make this a big deal. Just start. And so I think come September, we'll actually launch it. But nice. it'll be videotaped or audio as well. Perfect. Um, the, the, you know, I, I, my job is such that I get to meet people that do interesting things. And so what I'd like to do with the podcast is just share that. You know, so here's an interesting person I got, I got to meet. Um, and let's talk about what they what they know, and um, and so I get to sort of share that in that way. Well, I'm looking forward to uh, listening to that too. Then, thanks so much, Steve, for joining us today, and uh, yeah, all the best in this upcoming oh, thanks, year Mike. and at the Junos. Oh, thank you. Thanks for your, you know, thanks for paying attention and being interested. It really helps. Thank you so much for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe. We'll talk to you again on Connections.